September 2021. Six months after I got dumped by my ex-girlfriend at the time. And I had lost, at the time, what was my family with her and her son, who was six years old. And it was 3.30 in the morning. It was always 3.30 in the morning. For four months straight, I woke up at 3.30 in the morning. Hours and hours alone in the early morning darkness, the pre-dawn darkness, meditating, reflecting, journaling, trying to figure out what the heck had just happened and why this had happened in my life, like why I had thought that I was building a family and then lost it in you know ways that I didn't really expect. And what I realized through all that is that I was really more harmed by my reaction to the event, to her leaving me for another man. I was more harmed by my reaction to it than to the event itself. And then, of course, you know, I also started to understand, you know, more about the reasons, reflected more on the reasons why it happened, you know. Well, well you're not ambitious enough. Oh, well, you didn't do your hair nice enough. You don't smell good enough. You got to wear some cologne and bunny. <laughs> That's not even a good uh, me imitating my ex-girlfriend voice. But, like, okay, we can debate how healthy it is for us to... to um to use things like that as fuel like if you get dumped or rejected in this life of course you're gonna you're gonna probably have some reasons that that person may or may not have told you to your face about why they dumped you and and we can debate how healthy it is to use it as fuel to then say all right well i'm gonna level up my weaknesses that way nobody can ever reject me again then you spend the next weeks months even years just like in, in vengeance mode not gonna do you know not going to try to get revenge on the person themselves but to level up to say no one will ever be able to reject me again and you're going to regret what you did because you're going to see how incredible i became we can debate how healthy that is okay someone like me i i love that because i love the chip on your shoulder attitude i love the attitude of being mildly angry all the time saying these people rejected me now it's time to show them show them what they missed out on and then of course i have other friends who will be like well you know actually technically it's not healthy to be in that state because actually a state of anger is kind of bad for your cortisol levels and I'm, shut the heck up <laughs> all right all right you get my point so four months straight of 3.30 a.m. wake-up time. They call it the witching hour. The witching hour is actually 3.40. 3.40. I know, it sounds like some crazy cuckoo madness. The witching hour. Okay. This is not, it's not like a, like a witch hunt. It's not like the Blair Witch Project or something like that. Maybe there are witches or like witchcraft involved. But what it is, is supposedly at 3.40 a.m. is the time of the day when we are most connected with our purpose in this life. And I know what most of you are thinking. You're like, at 3.40 a.m., I'm knocked the F out. I know. And I actually am nowadays, too, typically, because I sleep a little bit longer on average now. But at this time, I was waking up every day just before the witching hour. See, the routine would be I would wake up at 3.30, alarm would hit me hard, smack me in the face, and then I would turn off the alarm go get my coffee ready, and by the time the coffee was ready, it would be 3.40, and I would be sitting there at my meditation table to get in touch with my most true, authentic self and understand the universe and everything that I am as a part of the universe and all of the gods and whatever else may exist out there. The witching hour is... I heard about this from influencers, one of them being my boy Wes Watson, who I've mentioned multiple times. There's also a guy named Sad Guru, who's an Indian mystic, who's very famous now. One of those, you know, famous influencer people on social media that you're like, I don't really even know what you did to become famous, but you know, he's Sad Guru, and he's he's like a, a he's a mystic, right? So you got to respect him. 
because he's a mystic, whatever a mystic is. You just respect it. You respect him because he's a mystic. He has a very calm Indian accent, and he's got like a bajillion followers. So you respect him, whatever he says. And he talks about the witching hour, 3.40 a.m. Now, we could debate. It's like, well, how do you know it's exactly 3.40? Like, who said this? What time zone are we in? What time of year is it? Like, it doesn't matter, okay? It doesn't matter because a lot of times in this life, it's more about what our belief in the thing itself is than the thing itself. So I was waking up to be ready at the witching hour every day. And I got a lot of benefit out of those four months of my life. I stopped doing it. I stopped doing it finally after four months because I'm like, you know what? I'm too sleep deprived and I don't think this is good for me. But I want to talk a little bit about whether or not this is actually a good idea. Well, just in general, having an early alarm in the morning. So nowadays, I don't use an alarm. You know, as I record this, well, basically at the end of 2023, I, I have, well, I shouldn't say I don't use an alarm. I most days don't wake up to an alarm because I've now become a fan of letting my body sleep until it wakes up naturally. I usually do set an alarm still for around like 6.30 because I basically need to be up by 6.30 at the very latest. My body normally naturally wakes me, wakes myself up between like 4.30 and 6 at some point. And I go to bed, you know, between eh, 8.30 and 10 on average. So like I get up close to eight hours of sleep. At that time when I was doing the 3.30 wake up, I was living alone, obviously, because I just got dumped. And, um, you know, so sleeping alone. <laughs> and, and so... Um, well, I, I did actually have a roommate for a while, but sleeping alone, definitely, every night. So there wasn't anybody in the bedroom with me to get <laughs> absolutely angry out of their mind at um, my 3.30 alarm. And I would be going to bed on average any time between probably, probably 8.30 or 9 on average. Some nights it was as early as 6.30 or 7 when I was super tired, and other times I would stay up till 10 or 10.30, depending upon the thing. But I probably got about six, six and a half hours on average. Was it enough sleep? Eh, Probably not, which is why I decided to stop doing it. I finally just felt really sleep deprived and said that, you know what, no, let's come out of this. I think that whether or not you should wake up with an early alarm like that is very, very debatable because if you, okay, especially if you're like a young person who's who's getting into influencers on the internet and things like that, which I think that you should because I think that finding positive influencers on the internet is a much better idea than bullcrap news media. If you find a lot of these influencers, they're going to probably on average tell you that you should be waking up super early every day and working super, super hard every day and getting a very early start. And they're going to talk to you about that hustle lifestyle. That is probably a good idea for most of you to follow, as opposed to the alternative, which I'll come back to in a minute. Now, if I were to really go into like the biohacking of it with my beliefs nowadays, I would say that you should not wake up to an alarm, that you should let your body fully rest until it's ready to wake up. Because ultimately, waking up to an alarm every day means that we're sleep deprived. That's, that's what that means. You didn't sleep enough. That's, that's like literally my definition of sleep deprivation is, oh, my body keeps being woken up every day before it's ready to wake up. And isn't it funny that they put us into a natural state of sleep deprivation from the time we're six years old onward, <laughs> like in first grade, like, okay, time to get up for school, Jimmy at 545. Okay. Maybe like 745 in the morning, but Jimmy definitely wasn't ready. Jimmy wanted to sleep longer and then eat pancakes for breakfast, not wake up at 745, not eat pan- pancakes for breakfast and go to school and learn somewhat useless information until 3 p.m. Anyway, not to talk too much 
uh, SHIT about the school system. So, um, I'm sorry. I always feel dumb when I have to not swear on these podcasts, but I try to make them not explicit. There's the Spotify thing, explicit versus not explicit. I wonder how much Joe Rogan could blow up if he, if he like, you know, if, because his, uh, they've all got to be listed as explicit. Anyway, um, so if you really wanted to get like into the biohacking of it, in a perfect world, we would not wake up with an alarm, right? Like in a perfect world, it would be like, well, you know, yeah, I went to bed at 8.30 p.m. every night with my, you know, I put my kids to bed and my wife and I, we got to bed, we were using our blue light blogging glasses where we maybe had sex at like 7.45 p.m. because then we had like a half hour for our blood pressure to come down after that and we read some books with our blue light blogging glasses on and then we woke up in the morning after eight and a half hours of perfect sleep. We walked out to see the sunrise. It was a perfect 72 degrees and we put our bare feet on the ground to do some grounding and earthing. Then we went in and had just one cup of coffee with only 100 milligrams of coffee. Not any more than that because you wouldn't want actually to have too much. Then we did some exercise which of course is outside with some kettlebells doing some Kabata sets or Tabata or whatever they call it. And then we wake up and we eat our perfect meal at 10 o'clock in the morning. Okay. In a perfect world, you probably wouldn't wake up with an alarm. But it's not a perfect world and it's not going to be for a while. So in my opinion, for most people listening to this, the pros of it, like let's say you're someone who just needs to get your life on track and you're like, I've been just kind of a regular half a slob for like the last however long and maybe you wake up at 7 or 8 in the morning or whenever you need to 20 minutes before you have to, to hustle and go to work or whatever and uh, you know you go to bed like around midnight or after that and maybe kind of play video games and you're not in great shape and you don't know where you're going with your life. It's probably, like the pros of setting an early alarm probably outweigh the cons. It might just be a good idea for you to set your alarm for 6 or 5 or whatever a.m. It's going to take you a few days to get used to it, and then you're probably going to get used to it, and you'll start naturally going to bed a bit earlier anyway. Like the pros of it probably outweigh the cons. This depends on the person. Everybody's body is a little bit different. Um, But... The pros of an early alarm for a lot of people probably outweigh the cons. I try not to have to use an alarm now because I feel that it's not optimal for our health and performance because I don't like to be sleep deprived. But at least for a while, it's probably a good idea for a lot of you bums (laughs) to use an alarm and start waking up a little earlier and get some stuff done. Because let me tell you something. Wow. When you wake up at 3.30, wow, wow, wow. You would not believe the things that you could get done <laughs> and you can conquer before everybody's waking up out of their stupor at 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> like, you've been, like, the day is long, okay? It gets to be like 10, 11 a.m. When you wake up at 3.30, you're like, whoo, we've been up for a while doing stuff. And yes, you will crash early, but let's be honest. Let's be honest. Most people who are living like an 8 to 5, 9 to 5 corporate life, most of us are not doing anything productive after 5 p.m. A lot of us aren't doing anything productive after like 1 p.m. But like most of us are not doing productive things after 5 p.m. And so the concept here is if you want to move up in life, you'll do a lot of productive stuff when you wake up at, you don't have to do 3.30. Let's say you wake up at 5 a.m. You'll get a lot of productive things done between 5 and 8 a.m. probably. Much more so than you would if you woke up at 8 compared to 5 and 8 p.m. 5 and 8 p.m., you suck. You don't do anything productive. You eat and then you watch TV. And so between 5 and 8 a.m., as opposed to 5 and 8 p.m., you'll get a lot done. And yeah, then like you'll be totally tired by 5 p.m. once you've gotten up that early. 
But you're going to do the same thing. You probably just crash a little harder at night and be just as productive, a.k.a. zero, after 5 a.m. So for most people, having an early alarm is probably a good idea to get yourself set. And so, like I said, I stopped doing it after a while, and then my body was just naturally waking up pretty early anyway. Usually wake up between 4.30 and 6 without the alarm most days now. And at the end of that time, it was a great time in my life because it really got me on just a really good path. And I was on a path where I was, you know, disciplined every day. I was focused on being a personal trainer in my spare time. I had gotten back a good job with Be The Match, the National Marrow Donor Program. I was on this path of discipline. I had really no plans to break this good path that I was on. And I was going to just be on it for at least like five years. And then life happened again about, well two years after September 2021, so in September, August, September 2023, all of a sudden, I decided to break that plan because I got manipulated, do I dare use that word, by some people who kind of lied to me a little bit, and they're not even really that good of liars, but um, more on that in the next episode. All right. Talk again soon. Love y'all. Peace.